0: Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite.
1: Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. Have you ever seen one of those graphs? Maybe you've seen it on social media where it's a side by side graph and they have a the, the picture on the left shows success as a straight line going up And then the picture on the right says, this is what real success looks like. And it's more like a scribbly line. It's going up, it goes backwards, it goes down, it goes around in circles a few times, (laughs) it stops for a bit, then eventually gets to where you want to go. What real success looks like versus what people think success looks like. And I think that's a really important mindset when it comes to especially launching your writing business, but also if you're struggling and you want to take your writing business to the next level of success, that it's never a straight line, that it's always a bit of a wiggly line. You go sometimes two steps forward and three steps back and then a step forward and then you do a side journey, then you come back. (laughs) And that's just the nature of, of success. It's not linear. It's more of a more of a journey where you're exploring different options and on, on your way to uh, hopefully getting your writing business to where you want it to go. Now with that in mind, I've been long wanting to interview a successful B2B copywriter who had just started their business recently. By recently, I mean within the next, last five years. And uh, one uh, B2B writer who I really admire, who has been in business about three to five years now, who is doing well, but had the very typical journey of of trying to launch her business and and get clients and and get her business to the level of success that it is today, is um, a copywriter named Judy Olbrich. Now, uh, Judy Olbrich and I'll spell her last name because it's a little unusual, O-L-B-R-Y-C-H, and you can find her at judyobrick.com. She is a very successful copywriter, right now focusing on tech, and she's doing very, very well, and I really admire the way that she markets herself. I really admire the way that she, uh, uh, how professional her website looks, and I wanted to pick her, uh, pick her brain on how to successfully launch your business, how to successfully brand and get out there. But what this conversation turned into really is about journey, about finding your path, about the path to success, which is never smooth and never straight, it's always twisting, and and how she followed that path over the past uh, three or four years, to get to a point now where she has a a, a very successful and I think admired uh, B2B copywriting business. So without further ado, here's my interview with Judy Olbrich. Welcome, Judy, to the B2B Writing Success podcast.
0: Thank you, Steve. I'm really excited to be here, especially since I've enjoyed listening to your podcast so many times.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, now, I know that you're not a brand new copywriter. You've been in business for about three years now, is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: So why don't you, why don't you tell us how you got started, why you got started, and uh, and how, how you got your first uh, assignment?
0: Okay, well, the way I first got started is after about 20 years of homeschooling and doing various kinds of education, I decided to, I had to reinvent myself and do my career after kids. and. The first thing I did is I actually looked back to my degree. I have a graduate degree in music history. And I was performing this song cycle of poems. uh, They were settings of poems by Robert Frost. And I got this great article published in a prestigious quarterly. And I looked around at other opportunities for someone with I only got the master's. So it didn't make sense financially for me to keep going in that direction. Right. And just out of pure interest, because I loved the romance of travel, I had signed up for AWAI's copywriting of course for travel writing. And of course, AWAI, they're, they're the experts in copywriting. So they completely sold me on the AWAI's flagship program, their basic copywriting, six-figure copywriting program. Okay. That got me into direct response, which is something I never really thought I'd want to do because I was raised with sort of a bias against sales. Uh, you had to be a teacher or a clergy or a scientist in my family or maybe a <laughs> consultant. Um, but I really loved it. And the idea of doing something that you could test something and get results immediately and help people doing that appealed to me. So I joined the group, right? And on the AWAI forum, we, uh, there was another guy named Nigel. He was a copywriter. He's a fantastic writer. And he had suggested he'd invited sort of an open invitation to a study group to help us all get through this course in a timely way and support each other. So we met for copy reviews, we would test our headlines and our leads and share resources. And his wife had a Montessori school and I had this background in education. So they, I actually did my first gig for his wife's school uh, completely free of charge and then she was happy with it. They got students. Um, She gave me a nice review. And then the other way I got started, I had, um, I was having a bathroom remodeled and there was a really expensive piece of plumbing that was unforeseen. And it happened that the company didn't have a website. So I offered to build out a website for them and write the copy on the front page. And we did kind of a swap.
1: Oh, wow. So you traded services. I did. (laughs) Barter. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So you actually came to copywriting in a, in a roundabout way. You, uh, you, you, didn't, you, you weren't thinking of, of it before AWAI?
0: Never. <clears throat> Never. So Although just, it's it's funny because I was doing publicity for my husband for years. I was making letters and making phone calls. And that's a form of copywriting, and, yeah. And promo packs. Exactly. And then um, when my kids applied to college, we got them in to their first choices with scholarships. I had put together those packages and I essentially studied everything. I found the best, you know, we found the best matches. We studied what they were looking for in a student, in part of their community. And I sold my kids. <laughs> we, uh, we showed how it matched and we made beautiful packages. So there were forms of copywriting. I just didn't realize that that was marketing.
1: So that, that's very interesting because you, you said you had a bit of a bias where you, you, know, you didn't really appreciate salesy direct response copy. Um, but there's other types of copywriting that, that you've been doing in publicity that you, you really enjoyed doing, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something else that, that's interesting as well is that the way you got started with doing real client work was you did, did one for free, but you got a testimonial for that, right? I did. And, a, and a, I suppose a sample for your portfolio. And, uh, and then you did barter deal with, with, uh, with the contractor. So it's, it's kind of like being paid. So that's a good way to start, actually, because now you have experience with two clients, you have a testimonial, and you got things going. Um, one thing I, um, I noticed about you uh, in our interactions over the past few months, one thing that's always impressed me is, is uh, your, the, way the way you market yourself, or rather the way you position yourself in the market. You, you go to your website, and it screams professional. You know, it it looks like you offer a premium service. You have a great logo, great looking website. You actually sent me a thank you letter one time, which I still have, which is on nice professional letterhead. So this kind of professional level branding that you've done for yourself. um, To what degree has that helped you as far as attracting clients and getting clients to take you perhaps more seriously?
0: In terms of attracting clients I'm not sure how much that part has helped I've gotten so many clients on referral um, but in terms of converting the, the people that are referred to me it it shows me as a professional and in the beginning when I w- my funnel has changed one of the best decisions I ever made was to invest in hiring a web designer and hiring someone to help me with my logo and to get started and to put together that first sales funnel for myself and at that time I was targeting very small businesses people who were course creators and the funnel I put together worked for that it's going to probably be recreated very soon Uh, but that that first funnel and then also Facebook advertising helped me at first to get a good start. Uh, Most of my clients were still referral, but they would opt in, they would get my opt-in, they would get on my email list, they would read some of my blog posts and say, okay, this is a person who knows how to write, who knows how to write an email sequence, and that would help convince them to work with me.
1: Okay, great. Um, So your, your website, your branding, your logo, Uh, really helped in in conversion. I think so. Judy, I noticed now that you're uh, focusing a lot of your efforts on on tech clients, technology. Uh, How did that come about?
0: Well, at first I was a ghost blogger for all kinds of tech subjects. It was something I really enjoyed. So I was writing about topics Uh, from the Hyperloop to Punicode and VR headsets, and it was a lot of fun. And in my personal experience, even with my kids, if you think about homeschooling for kids on a budget, I had to learn a lot just on my own. For example, we would go cheaply and we would use all the Linux distros. So we were going through beefy cow and all the fedora. And uh, when my kids would sneak into my computer and change all the passwords, I'd have to go in and figure out how to fix that. So I've always had some enthusiasm for technology and kids, like one's an engineer now. So after... I had been working with very small businesses and course creators, a lot of clients that I'd gotten through Facebook, a lot of these clients were inexperienced and had never worked with a copywriter before, and I found myself doing a lot of educating on how a copywriter works, but I also found that a lot of times they didn't have the budget for my services or um, so much time was spent educating or you'd have to turn down a job because you could see that the offer wasn't it wasn't going to work the way it was being presented at all or they had no right. content at all to draw from. So I worked with a coach that helped me transition into tech as an option because I had an interest in it, but also because in in going B2B and also working with tech, you're more likely to find clients who have the budget to hire you who have regular needs. And having an academic background in research I also had a voice that worked well for that, even though you want, to, you want to communicate well and clearly, but I could work with the vocabulary and the concepts.
1: And yes, sometimes
0: better than with uh, something that was geared to very young millennials who were talking in a very, very casual way, um, using language that was uncomfortable for me.
1: So what you did is you focused on a niche market by the sounds of it, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, matched your interest that you discovered. You discovered you had an interest in these these techies, this techie stuff, but also matched your voice and style of writing. Is that right? Exactly. And it had the added benefit, of course, if you deal with B2B tech companies, you're right. Even the startups tend to be well-funded. Um, they tend tend to have budgets. They tend to have a high potential for repeat business, and they also tend to, uh, are used to working with professionals like us. So they know how to work with copywriters. You don't have to, like you said, educate them on what a copywriter does. And you don't have to do all that stuff with them. They're professionals too, and, and uh, they can work, you can work well with them. Is that right? Yes. Now, in your uh, journey to become a self-employed copywriter, content writer, um, what, what do you think has been the toughest part of your journey, the most challenging part?
0: the toughest part is something I've already mentioned, which is being raised with that bias against sales, Mm -hmm. Um, having the idea somehow um, that it's impolite to be uh, promoting myself and uh, not naturally being very independent and not liking to ask for things. But what's really helped me is learning to realize that I'm helping people who have this immediate and critical need. Mm but even knowing that, sometimes I have to grit my teeth and mail a letter or grit my teeth and and make the phone call or make sure I'm smiling first, actually. and and making myself work through that. and I think some of the mindset, uh, just always working on that and focusing on the service I'm providing and uh, looking at sometimes. It's helpful for me to even look at the thank you notes I get or the reviews to remind myself you know, how I helped this company or how I got this response rate uh, to, to be able to move forward to do that. So just that, that long-held bias against what I believed was sales, which is really a faulty belief, um, thinking sales is manipulative, uh, that's not really good sales at all. Sales is simply helping people.
1: That's right, it's helping people make buying decisions, is what one sales trainer told me many, many years ago. Um, but I, I like what you said there about, you know, going back and looking at the results you get for clients, the, uh, the good things clients say about you, and, and w- especially when they say they've helped you've really helped them. I, I, there's one client I've worked with for 14 years, <laughs> and uh, he has uh, when I started working with him, his company had about 15 employees. Now they have close to 40. And a couple years ago, I was, I was out to see him, and he said, you know, Steve, uh, you know, we've grown like three times, uh, like by, you know, we, we've moved three times to accommodate our growth, uh, move their addresses. And he said, you know, this is a big part of this is because of you. It's because it's a great copy you wrote for our website, the great materials you write for us every month, the email promotions and campaigns. It's helped us grow our business, and we really appreciate it. Um, I almost got choked up, <laughs> but um you know it's it's it 's important to know that you know you 're writing sales copy you 're writing marketing copy you 're writing content, but you 're really helping real people you 're not helping these aren 't brick, brick and mortars these are real people, real company owners, real marketing directors, and you 're really helping them so uh, it 's great to have that perspective. What has been the most rewarding part of the journey for you Judy
0: The most rewarding part has been seeing that I have power to motivate people to do good things for themselves. Interesting. I think that's good. I've also really enjoyed just for personally working with other people in small teams. Uh, When I've had situations where I'm able to do that, that's been fantastic. And I think one third thing, which is sort of mixed, because it it can be painful, is seeing the improvement over even the last three years. Going back to the early blog posts or sales page pages I wrote, and thank goodness I went ahead and did it because I had something to build on. But having thought, well, this is okay at the time, or having someone say, sure, this is great, but then going back and, and seeing all the things I could fix, even in 10 minutes, uh, now looking back on it and then sometimes going back and fixing it, especially if it's content. Um, oh, wow. then thats I get a lot of pleasure in seeing progress in myself and knowing that I can do a better job for my clients.
1: Well, Judy, congratulations on all your success since you began uh, um, writing copy for the Montessori School for free three years ago mm-hmm. to where you are today. Congratulations. Do you have any other tips that uh, you might want to share for for those who are starting a similar journey to yours?
0: I sure do. Um, I I have two mainly. The first is to take the long view and the second is to not do it alone. So about the long view, I would say, don't get too discouraged. There are some days, the days I was the most, most frustrated. And I don't know that I ever decided to give up because from the beginning, I decided I'm giving this at least three years, no matter what. Um, was ready to really lose some hope a few times and and a couple well, a good number of those times within 48 hours my story was completely different i'd get client calls or i'd get a review or a really fantastic email or an opportunity so things can change overnight it's it can really be a roller coaster um, and I think with, with some discipline, especially with prospecting, which is probably my biggest obstacle, you can make it less of a roller coaster. And even in times like I had two kids, and again, this is, I don't know how professional this is, but it's real life. I mean, I had two kids transitioning from college to full-time jobs last summer and people in and out of the house and things slowed down. But knowing that you can have a slowdown and then get back into things that's a good comforting thing <laughs> and um, a part of the long view for me too it's been some of the things you mentioned like developing the content on the website and the network and the podcast uh, there are some long-range marketing channels that i am very comfortable with like the podcast public speaking content production they're not direct response they're not fast, but they're, they're slower, more like authority inbound approaches. So finding things you're comfortable with, even if they're long longer term, I think that's really important. And it could give you a chance to do um, marketing in a way you love, if you can find that, that's great. And then for um, not going alone, um, mm-hmm. I would say don't be afraid to invest in professional web design. It's going to put you way ahead of some of your competition. Um, courses, coaching, I'm a perfectionist, and I always want to do my best, and sometimes I'm really afraid to take on something new, so I actually just bought, I think, all the courses from AWA on, <laughs> so now I know, hey, you have to do a case study, well, okay, I've got two courses on that. And I'm just going to do my courses. And if I need to, I'll get a coach, someone to review my copy. I have people behind me, people I know I can find, um, coaches for even the social media marketing. And even starting the podcast, I worked with a guy named Phil Gerbischak. We brainstormed together. He gave me resources. Uh, Going at finding the support you need. Nobody I know who has really made it has done it without investing thousands and thousands of dollars in, in courses and coaching and or lots of hours of networking.
1: Yeah, because it's investing in yourself as well as your business. Uh, if you want to make it work, one, one of the things, uh, these are great tips, Judy, but one of the, one of the tips you, you mentioned that I like the most, I'm not even sure if it's a tip, just part of your story, Is that you said you you uh, you were you were determined you were you're committed to giving it three years, and I really like that attitude. Uh, I I know a lot of writers who only give it three months, right? Oh wow! And it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And you you know, if you keep going, and and you can accomplish almost anything in three years. So I I just like that time frame, and I like that mindset. So Judy, thank you very much. This has been really helpful. Some wonderful tips and ideas and inspiration for listeners. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to have been here.
1: My pleasure. So that's wisdom from uh, Judy Olbrich. And just as a reminder, her website is Judy Olbrich, uh, Judy at O-L, uh, sorry, Judy dot And you can take a look at her site there if you're interested. Uh, One of the things that I really liked about that interview, there's so much I liked about uh, my interview with with Judy and and so much we got out of that. But one of the things I liked is that mindset of three years, that you can accomplish almost anything in three years. And like I said in the interview, I think a lot of us, and I make the same mistake too, uh, when we think of goals or we're trying to get into a new niche market or trying to master a new type of copywriting or whatever our goal may be, is that uh, we sometimes fall into the trap of, of thinking too short-term, uh, trying to uh, run a marathon in a sprint distance. Uh, sometimes things just take longer and you really can accomplish almost anything in three years. And if you take the long view and, and give yourself a longer window, then uh, I think it's less frustrating. And I think you're more likely to build the kind of copywriting business that's going to be really satisfying to you, not just in lifestyle and financially, but in many other ways as well. So don't give up in two months, <laughs> give, it, give it three years. So thank you, Judy, uh, for that great interview. And thank you listeners for, uh, for staying with us this long. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions or anyone that you any guests that you'd love to see on this show, uh, please send me an email. You can reach me at steveslonwhite at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And as a reminder, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes. Just do a search on iTunes for b2britingsuccess.com and click the subscribe button. It's free, of course. Or you can go to b2britingsuccess.com and you can listen to the show on the Embedded Recorder, uh, Embedded Player, right there on the website. So I'm Steve Sloanwhite, have a great week, and I will chat with you next time.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloanwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit wwwb 2 bwritingsuccesscom